Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids, how are you? This week we're very lucky to have comedian and storyteller Tiernan Duyeb. Tiernan is a very funny comedian and he presents the Comedy Club for Kids podcast, Radio Nonsense. Do you know it's November and now we're really getting into winter? I wonder how many of you have had snow yet? Well, today we're going to hear a Native American story from the Blackfoot or Nitsitipi people in North America. It's a how and why story about why bears hibernate in winter. Would you like to hibernate or would you hate to miss the snow? Have a think about that while we have a word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. Well, are you a snowballer or a hibernator? Let's snuggle down and listen to Tien and Duyeb taking us to the great snowy plains of western North America. Be prepared to feel very, very cold. I don't like it when it starts getting chilly for winter. Do you? You probably have a grown-up who keeps telling you to get all wrapped up in a coat and put your scarf and hat on and put your gloves on and before you know it, you're wearing so many clothes you can barely move and you have to be rolled all the way to school. I like being indoors and snug and toasty warm with a big hot chocolate when it comes to winter. In fact, I've always been very jealous of bears and other creatures like them who say, oh, it's a bit cold now, I think I'll just hibernate. See you all in spring. Oh, wouldn't that be great if we as humans could do that too? But you might be wondering, why do bears hibernate in the winter instead of, say, putting on big woolly hats, big coats and thick boots like we do and just carrying on as usual? Here is a Native American story from the Blackfoot tribe, which tells you the whole story about why bears hibernate. The Blackfoot tribe's ancestors come from the Great Plains of Western North America. They were great hunters, but when the winter arrived with deep snow and slippery ice, it was really hard to hunt and gather firewood. Everyone got very cold and crabby. Fortunately, every year, just when the cold was too much to bear, as if by magic, the warm Chinook wind would arrive. The people called it the Snow Eater because it was so warm, it would blow in like a sigh. Ah! The hard crust of snow and ice covering the earth would magically vanish, and everyone could go out once again to hunt buffalo and gather firewood. But one winter, something terrible happened. The Chinook didn't come. Once, a long time ago, there was a really, really cold winter in the Great Plains. Have you ever been so cold that when you go outside, your nose turns red, your toes turn blue, and you see your breath turn into steam like you're a small dragon? Well, it was that kind of cold. The snow fell very hard and very deep, covering the land and the tops of all the mountains. It looked beautiful. But unfortunately, it wasn't very helpful for the people of the Blackfoot tribe. 
It made everyone very hungry and very cold. And you know how it is when you're cold and hungry. It's very hard to do anything except complain about how cold and how hungry you are. The warm Chinook wind was nowhere to be seen. The people prayed and called out to it, but there was no answer except for the howling north winds, which brought even more frost. Woo! Woo! One little boy decided that he'd had enough cold noses and cold toeses for one winter, and while everyone else sat around complaining, he thought he'd go and find the Chinook himself and bring it back to melt the snow. But he wasn't really sure where to look. Where exactly do winds hide when they're not around? And he was only a small boy, so looking by himself might be tricky. He decided to take four of the wisest animal elders with him. The Blackfoot tribe believed that animals have special powers, so the boy chose carefully which would be most useful on his quest. First, he chose the owl because her amazing hunter's eyes might be able to help spot the Chinook. Next, he picked the magpie because magpies are known for stealing things, and as it takes one to know one, magpie might know just who took the Chinook in the first place. Then he chose the weasel, who's so speedy he can zap in and out of anywhere, just like a flash. And finally, he asked the crafty coyote, who can sneak stealthily around wherever he likes. The boy gathered them together and told them of his plan to find the Chinook. Immediately, the magpie swooped onto the boy's shoulder, shook the ice off his feathers and let out a loud caw, 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 right in his ear. I know, I know, I know, it's the bear. The bear took the Chinook, said the magpie. Ah! The bear, said the boy, but bears are huge and grisly and scary. The boy knew he wasn't tall enough or strong enough to get the Chinook back from a bear. Ah, said Magpie, don't worry, together we have sharp eyes, brains, sneakiness and speed, everything you need to take on a slow, grumpy bear. And so the brave boy, the owl, the weasel, the magpie and the coyote headed out together across the Great Plains. They crunched through all the snow. Crunch, crunch, crunch. They tiptoed across the ice. Shh, 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 shh. And they pushed against the icy north winds. Woo, woo, woo. It was very hard to know exactly where they were when everything, everywhere, was white and cold, and the north wind blew in their faces and froze their eyelashes together. But after what seemed like hours and hours and hours, the magpie let out a loud caw, 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 and alighted on top of a large cave. Here we are, here we are. And you know, strangely, this cave was not covered in snow. Even being near it, the boy felt warmer than he'd felt in weeks. He stopped. He waited and he listened, and across the snow floated a very low, growling snore. I'll take a look, said the owl, and using her amazing night vision, she poked her head inside the dark, dark cave. Staring right back at her was a very large brown bear who was sitting up, very awake, and looking very grumpy. He was clutching a large skin bag as if it were a hot water bottle. The bear rose up on his hind legs and lashed out with his sharp paws, whoosh, right at the owl. 
and the owl let out a very surprised twit-woo and flew straight back outside. The bear is in there all right, but he's very angry and very big. Let me see what I can do, said the weasel, and he shot in at the speed of lightning and slithered right past the bear. The bear roared. You crafty little weasel, no one takes my chinook without a fight, and he batted the small creature away with his big bear claws. Meanwhile, the boy was waiting anxiously outside. He wasn't too keen on all that growling, but he was a brave young boy and a clever young boy, so he took a deep breath and had a long, hard think. He caught sight of several plants growing around the cave, and ding, he had an idea. He could make medicine smoke. Gathering sticks, he made a spark which, whoosh, became a fire. He added the special leaves and shaboom! In no time, a thick blue smoke was billowing up into the cave. The boy huffed and puffed and blew the smoke until the cave was completely full of it. The bear couldn't see a thing. He turned and turned, but that just made him very dizzy. And the smoke was making him feel very light-headed. And then suddenly, plump, the bear plopped to the floor in a very deep sleep. As he did, the coyote, who'd been waiting impatiently outside the cave, saw his chance to help. Ever so quietly, he prowled, tip-toe, 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 into the cave. And ever so quietly, he grabbed the bear's bag, which held the Chinook, and ever so quietly, tip-toe, 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 the coyote crept back outside with it. The Chinook was stuck inside the bag, rolling around and desperate to get out. And the owl swooped down and pecked at the bag until whoosh! The Chinook burst free, whooshing and whistling across the Great Plains, eating the snow and spreading warmth amongst all of the Blackfoot people who were freed at last from the winter cold. Meanwhile, the bear shivered in his sleep and woke up. Strange, his cave felt cold. He reached for his bag of Chinook, but his warm wind had vanished. Leaping out of his den, he ran faster than lightning, chasing after the boy and his friends. Ah! The bear could run very fast. Eek! The bear was snapping at their heels. Yikes! They could smell his bear breath behind them. Splish, splash, splish, the animal friends stumbled across the melting river. The bear stopped. He didn't fancy a winter swim. It was very cold in that water. He looked up and down and all around, but there was no trace of his lovely warm Chinook-filled bag. He was now all by himself and a cold north wind was blowing. So, mumbling and grumbling, he plodded very slowly back to his cold, cold cave. He had a good meal of nuts and berries, covered himself with leaves and moss, curled up and fell fast asleep. And that is why, they say, the bear now hibernates from early winter until the sun returns in spring. And as for the boy and his animal friends, as they arrived back home, a warm wind was blowing down the mountainside and all the Blackfoot people were giving a little dance for joy. And if you do see a bear in the winter growling and looking grumpy and angry, 
You'll know why, won't you? And that is the tale of the bear who stole the wind. Thanks to Tiernan for that. If you'd like to hear more from Tiernan, then tune in to his podcast, Comedy Clubs for Kids presents Radio Nonsense. Now, dipping into my bag of happies, I'd like to say thanks to Sylar, who is five from Vancouver, for his energetic picture of Bookie Dances the Kokioko. Your picture really made me feel, Sylar, like I was dancing too. Now, I'd like to say hello to Charlie in Leicester. I know Charlie likes the story about the snow wolf. And hello to Alice and Beatrice in Finland. They like the story of the Owl Girls. Do get in touch and let me know which is your favourite story. And thanks to all our sponsors and subscribers. And to Lucian and Rahul for your very kind reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's lovely to hear from you. That's it for now. See you next week and keep telling those stories. 